And now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Iles. I'm Leo Iles. And we are the, the Derriers. Yeah, we're just driving through the back roads of America, up and down the interstate highways with those two-lane blacktops. Yep. Just looking for music everywhere we can find it. That's right. And, uh, you know, people ask us, they say, Derriers, exactly what is Americana music? And what we what do we tell them, Roger? Well, there's there are many different definitions, but... Uh, uh, we've adopted the theory that it's music that has distinctive American roots. Exactly. And so... That's a wide open palette right it there. It pretty much is. And saying that, it could be country. It could be rock and roll. It could be big band. It could be blues. It could be old timey. It could be rockabilly. It could even be opera. It could be pop. Did you say pop? I didn't say pop. I said pop. Yeah. Uh, it could be bluegrass. How about swing? Definitely swing. So we got, it's like wide open. It's a lot. And maybe it was written by an American artist, and maybe it was performed by an American artist. So whatever, if it's got good American roots to it, it's fair game. Fair game. All right. And so the format of the show is that each of us shows up each week with a fistful of tunes that we have not yet disclosed to exactly. the other. Exactly. That keeps it fun. That keeps it fun. And, and so we uh, go back and forth and uh, uh, pull out our favorites and uh, spring and, it on each other. And we take turns going first or second. That's right. Exactly. And, and I started last week. So, Leo, I think you're up. You know, we were talking uh, last show or two. I keep thinking I want to bring more Motown. You know, yeah, because I, you know, I'm a kid of the '60s. By the time I was in high school, um, we were listening. to, Remember that AM radio station down in Oklahoma City? K O M A. Yeah, <laughs> dragging up and down Main Street on AM radio. But you know, I mean, uh, pop was pop, but R and B was R and B. But all of a sudden, here comes that Motown sound. You yep. know, from Detroit, Michigan. And so I thought, well, maybe, you know, I, I started wanting to look around and see what I wanted to play. And then all of a sudden something kind of sad happened. And just recently, uh, Mary Wilson, yeah, who was a founding member of the Supremes, passed away recently. Sure did. And um, that just put me on a track. And I, I started doing a little bit Marine Mortar. But they, they started, this, I'll just tell you right now, the song I'm going to play is Stop in the Name of Love. Okay. Okay, now how was I going to choose Oh. Well, this is a song that we used to play. We did uh, with spontaneous combustion. <laughs> with spontaneous combustion. We had the we had the whole thing with those hand signs. Yeah, there. we did choreography and everything. And you had that dress. I had that dress. Yeah, yeah but I couldn't. It was that long, slinky thing. I, I don't know. have the body for it anymore. Yeah, you can't dance. No, it. no. But they were. They were uh, actually. They they started out. They were called the Primettes. Huh. And the, because they were kind of offshoot of a, a another band called I think the Primes, those guys uh, came out and later became the Temptations. Oh, okay. Okay. So all these guys knew each other. They lived. Uh, they grew up in the same neighborhoods and everything. Sure. So I just wanted to kick this thing off. It's a. It's a great song from 1965. This is the Supremes saying, "Stop in the name of love." Stop in the name of love. Stop in the name of love. 
if that doesn't take you back, nothing will. Oh, yeah. Know. Wow, yeah, what a great song. That's great stuff. Real, real, makes you, gives, brings you back, you know. Yeah, it's easy for you to say. No, not so much. <laughs> so, not so much. Okay, well, listen, we're kicked off now. It's back to you. You know, we talk about going down rabbit holes. Oh, boy, do we ever. Um, this, this was not so much a, a rabbit hole as a blind stumble down a dark alley <laughs> for me. <laughs> I got this song in my head, and I couldn't place it. I, you know, it was it was a song that uh, I, you know, I remember listening to in my late teens, and I. But what I remembered was it had this great marimba solo in it, and so finally I got on the internets, all well, of them, all of them, uh-huh, yeah, and and I typed in uh, rock tune, nineteen seventies marimba. And there it was. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I'm not kidding. The song is Moonlight Feels Right okay. by a band called Starbuck. Oh, I remember. Oh. Right? And it's got that awesome marimba solo yeah, in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I hesitate a little bit. It's just a little bit disco-ish. But, um, but I started looking into it. And it's, it's, there's some awesome stuff in this. And I'll try and get, get through all this. Okay. They were from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And they were formed in 1974. So we're about a decade ahead of the Supremes we just listened to. So uh, it was, uh, uh, the band was started by a guy named Bruce Blackman and a marimba player named Bo Wagner. Okay? Okay. Whatever. You could use whatever name you want, and I wouldn't know the difference. And the best thing they ever did was this tune, Moonlight Feels Right, reached number three position in the Billboard Hot 100 in 1976. Okay. After that, not so much, but... Um, they uh, they toured with uh, Electric Light Orchestra, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Holland Oates, Boston. You know they were on the Midnight Special, American Bandstand, the Merv Griffin Show, a bunch of you know. So they sure, sure. they did the circuit. Um, but anyway, so I, uh, I, I there were two videos that I saw. Uh, one of them was um, uh, on American Bandstand, yep. and Dick Clark comes out, and he's talking to him, you know, and they introduce the whole band. Well, then he they gets, so this marimba player, he's tall and thin, and he's got on a skin-tight bodysuit <laughs> that's cut down to his navel. Well, sure, yeah, yeah. And uh, fringes. <laughs> and... Uh, and, and so he starts asking me, he goes, well, where, you know, where do you, marimbas aren't such a thing in rock bands. He goes, well, it took a lot of convincing. So this guy, his name is Bo Wagner. He was a child entertainer from the very beginning. Tap dancer, actor, record producer, drummer, percussionist, marimba and vibe player, choreographer, dance instructor, keyboard artist, and studio musician. Other than that. Other than that, he, uh, he, he played with the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Um, he, uh, Spike Jones band, he was on, uh, the Musketeers. He, oh, was, <laughs> he was on the Musketeers and the Lawrence Welk show. Wow. But to look at this guy, he's tall. He's got this bushy, dark hair, you know, down to his shoulders and a big old beard. And, uh, so then I found this other video and it's German cause there's German, uh, words and stuff on it. And he's in this bodysuit again. But he's got on this, it's like a, a animal skin, you know, fur shoulder pads. That's all I can, <laughs> that's all I can put on it. So I'm going to post oh, that on boy. our website. Oh, absolutely. It is amazing. But anyway, to me, the whole song is that marimba solo. It's just awesome. So let's, let's just listen to it. Moonlight Feels Right by the band Starbuck.
songs that just put you right back in that time yeah yeah those were two of them in a row weren't they? two in a row and and that one particular i had kind of forgotten about that song what a solo yeah man i just googled um rock tunes from the 70s with hot marimba solos and there was one song on there that's it that was it (laughs) no i'm just just kidding beautiful i mean that was a beautiful piece of work yeah all right leo okay well listen i i was this this particular song and this particular artist was recommended to me a long time ago. In fact, somebody uh, did the uh, CD equivalent of a mixtape hmm. once, right? And put a whole bunch of songs. And this is one, and, and it's, it's a disc that I still throw in the player from time to time. 
But this song has always kind of captured my attention just because of the mood of it. It's a lot slower than the one we just played, I'll tell you that right now. All right. Uh, this is a guy named Shannon McNally, and uh, the song is called Geronimo. Now, she was born in 1973, uh, and she's uh, from Hampstead, New York, on Long Island. But she was an anthropology uh, major at Franklin and Marshall College. She began singing and playing guitar in small clubs and whatever. In 97, after graduating, get a listen. She graduates from college. She's honing her skills on the streets of Paris as a busker. Wow. <laughs> Why not? And uh, she got a contract. Uh, but she's open for people like Stevie Nicks and Ryan Adams. But here's, I, normally I wouldn't dwell on this subject. This is one good-looking gal. And the only reason I'm saying that is that she was also a model for a cosmetics company. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. you talk about having the package. Anyway, it's a really cool song. you got to just settle into it and listen to it. Shannon McNally, Geronimo.
And does that put you in a mood? Yeah, that's something. That's sultry stuff right yeah, there. That's hey, look nice. what time it is. I think it's about time we uh, have to take a little break. A little break. It's, yep. As usual, it's moving day tomorrow. That's right. We we need to go repair that uh, leak in the around the windshield again. It's still leaking. Yeah, grab the it? duct tape. We'll go out there. We got plenty of duct tape. That's right. They had a special at Walmart. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I'm holding the ladder this time. You, you are get holding up the there. ladder. Okay, yep. fine, fine, fine. Okay, well, we'll be back pretty quick. Uh, this is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA, and we are... The Terriers. We'll be right back. Well, we're back. We are back. We're broadcasting this week from the Shady Grove RV Park right here in Rockdale, Texas. Rockdale. We finally made it back to Texas. Made it back to Texas. We've been here a few times in different places. And we just keep coming back. We must like it. Yeah. (laughs) It's always like that. Uh, so, did, now, listen, you checked the tires, right? I did check the tires. And I did bag up the last of the trash. Okay, good. Okay, so it's piled up out okay. there by the road. And I think we put enough duct tape on the windshield. We can still see out. We can still see yeah. out. So that'll, that'll work. Around the edges a little bit. And, you know, people ask us, they say, Derriers, uh, why do you broadcast from all these Shady Grove RV parks? Well, because it, that's what we do. Well, you know, our, our compadres on the uh, Truckers Radio USA, right. uh, they have these things uh, called ranches. ranches yeah. yeah, And so they get to broadcast their shows from their ranches. You know, for instance, Rex Allen Jr., he has the Rockin' Diamond R Ranch. Right. Alan Bailey, the Swingin' Gate Ranch. Yep. Tennessee Jim, the Diamond W Ranch. Right. Orrin oh, Friesen has a rock and banjo, banjo ranch, yep. and we've got this old R- RV. RV. <laughs> but uh, whatever. She's a good RV. It works. It yeah. works out. So uh, She's a little kind of beat up and everything, but, uh, you know, she does okay for us. Yeah. So we keep moving around, and, uh, and that works out for us. Right. And I think now, if I'm not mistaken, the last time, the last segment, I was up. Yep. Right? Which means you get the first show on this segment. Yeah, boy. I can't wait to do this one. This, uh, this one came to me again last week. Uh, this was a guy, I had heard this music, and I don't know, it might have been a background music from a Ren and Stimpy episode or something a long time ago, but I, I was taken by the preciseness of this music, but it sounded like cartoon music. Okay, okay? yeah. And so uh, I, I figured out the guy's name, his, his real name was Harry Warno. He was born in uh, 1908, but he went by the name of Raymond Scott. And he did that for a reason, because um, he graduated from the Juilliard School of Music in 1931. He studied piano theory and composition. And then he went to work for the CB, uh, CBS Radio House Band okay, as yeah, a pianist. Sure. Mm-hmm. But his brother, Mark, uh, conducted the orchestra, so he changed his name to Raymond Scott so that they wouldn't think it was nepotism, right? <laughs> but it was. But it, well, whatever. It, well, I mean, it he was quite good. Yeah. So in, in 1936, he assembled a, a band from among the colleagues in this band. And, and he, it was a six-piece group. He didn't want to call, call it a sextet because he thought they, that might get your mind off music. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he called it a quintet. Uh, a, oh, boy. Yeah. So, uh, and one of the, one of the, the uh, trumpetists in this band was uh, Bunny Berrigan. Oh, Bunny? Yeah. Oh, man, what a player. So, so this music, and when you hear it, it's just, it's so precise. But um, uh, Scott had, he, he wanted to attempt to re- revitalize swing music through tight, busy arrangements that reduced reliance on improvisation. Oh, he wanted so to kind keep of funny. it, yeah, got to rope it in to a little keep bit. keep it real, you know, uh-huh, which okay. it, that's kind of funny, actually. But um, so he called his style descriptive jazz, and, um, but he believed in composing and, play, in composing and playing by ear. Oh. 
Okay. Listen to this. This is really, really interesting. And so he composed not on paper, but on his band by humming phrases to a sideman or just demonstrating riffs and rhythms on the keyboard and instructing the players to interpret his cues. It was all done by ear with no written scores, a process known as head arrangements. Wow. Sounds like something from the 60s. It really does. <laughs> Anyway, I remember, I remember some of those heads, but that's nothing. Yeah. So then he was also a savvy sound engineer. He actually built electronic equipment and stuff like that. But he recorded the band's rehearsals on discs and used the recordings as references to develop, to develop his compositions. So he would take and, and basically he would sample and he'd cut pieces and edit and put it together until he got what he wanted. You know, so he'd let his players improvise until they got it, until he got it where he wanted. Then it was done. Amazing. So this is our arrangement. Oh, there's no music. It's in your head, right? Right. Let's play it. And so he gave, gave it all kind of crazy names. Just listen to this. Listen to the preciseness of the arrangement and everything. This is Raymond Scott, Twilight in Turkey. What do you think of that? I don't know what to make of that. That's it's something. That that's yeah. pretty crazy stuff there. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, Leo, bring us back to Earth. Uh, I'm afraid we're a little far off to in the orbit, you know. I know. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll see what I can uh, do about this. You know, I wasn't a big, big fan of this particular band back in the 80s, but I, I did respect them in the 70s and 80s. Uh, Chicago. Oh, yeah. We, I don't think we've done any Chicago on this show yet. You know what? I had a couple on the docket, but well, I, you, know, uh, you got to it first. Uh, maybe not, because I'm going to do something just a little different. Cool. But first of all, the song I'm going to feature is called Feeling Stronger Every Day. Right? All right. It was a huge hit. It was from the Chicago 6, which was released in uh, 1973. Mm-hmm. And um, it was the uh, first single released from that album. Remember, there were singles and albums? Yeah. Uh, it, re- it reached number 10 on the U.S. Billboard chart, Hot 100. Uh, but the song was a collaboration between bassist P- Peter Cetera and the trombonist James Pankow. Now, the thing, this brings up a point, because the reason I like this band, I respected it, was because the horn section was amazing. Yep. These guys really based so much of their sound around the horn section. And boy, did they have have some players. And here's James Pankow being listed as a collaborator, a trombonist on a pop song. Anyway, the guy that um, wrote it is the drummer. And his name was Danny Seraphine. And uh, he said it was about a relationship that had gone bad, really bad, but he was getting it, you know, pulled back together again. So, but here's what I'm doing. I'm going to do something really weird. All right. Okay, you remember a week or so ago, I played a song, and I took a Beach Boy song, and I took all the instrumental out, and I just left the vocals, right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing the opposite this time. This time, I'm taking all the vocals out of this to let the horn show, horn section really shine through. Okay. And if there's anybody, and I suspect there are many, many people who are, know this song, consider this your karaoke moment. Because you're going to know this song. <laughs> and I invite everybody that knows this song to sing a lot. So this is Chicago feeling stronger every day, instruments only. Cool.
I can even sing oh, along yeah. with that one. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a powerhouse wow. of a band, man. So, uh, I did some looking. I had Chicago on the list, too. But uh, I, that's how it works. That's great. But I got to throw this in. Uh, they were the opening act at one point for Janis Joplin and, and Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jimi Hendrix told uh, Walter Perizader, he said, geez, your horns players are like one set of lungs and your guitar players better than me. <laughs> That's high compliments right Man, there. Man, that is high compliments. Yeah. So, uh, well, you anyway. got them credit where credit is due. Right? They, that's great band. And I hope everybody was singing along like I was. Heck yeah. There you go. Yeah, you were a little loud. I'm the, sorry. People were knocking on the door. Hey, I wanted to ask you, did you, do you like my new addition to the RV, the mirrored ball? Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun driving down the road with that on. Yeah, but I, uh, but I, I wonder what it looks like to the neighbors. On the other hand, I don't really care. Yeah, we haven't cared so far. <laughs> so, so far, we haven't cared. <laughs> Well, you ready for a quick 180? Yeah, you bet I am. Okay. Uh, In one song, all my favorites, accordion, polka, Tex-Mex trumpets, and marching band snare drums. Oh, it's (laughs) it's like a happy... That's a recipe right there. Okay. So uh, this is a gal by the name of uh, Bonnie Lou. And he went, she went by the name of Kath. I think her real name was maybe Kathy. But uh, anyway, uh, at... at, uh, she, she grew up listening to Patsy Montana and was really inspired by her. So she learned how to yodel from her maternal grandmother who had immigrated from Switzerland. Oh, man. <laughs> and you got to love the yodel, man. We, yep. we know some really good yodelers. Yep. So she started violin lessons when she was five, and her father bought her a $2 and a half pawn shop guitar when she was 11. So anyway, she went on. Um, she just was described as one of the biggest music programs uh, in the country at the time, she, uh, oh, listen to this, Kansas City Connection. I okay, forgot about okay. that. She was uh, broadcast on the Columbia Broadcast Service, and um, she perf- had a five-year contract to perform with the Brush Creek Follies Barn Dance Yeah, yeah, show. yeah. That's, that was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Out of Kansas City. So anyway, uh, so her, you know, anyway, we don't have to talk about her anymore. We got to listen to this. Uh, let, let's listen to this. It is a lot of fun. It's Bonnie Lou doing the Texas Polka. Come on and dance the Texas polka I want to hear the fiddle play Step in and join the happy folks It's time to whirl your cares away Come on and dance the Texas polka Got your P.O. Plant your feet upon the soil of dear old Texas. You'll never think of working hard. There's lots of oil in the backyard of every house that stands in Texas. You'll find a place in our fair state with lots of space, and it's all great from Tennessee High to San Antonio. I know an Indian made a woody come to Texas if he could, and just to do the Texas polka.
when there's a cowboy in your arms down in the Lone Star State of Texas. And if it's April, May, or June, the cock won't crow until it's noon. We all sleep late way out in Texas. There's cactus growing in the stand, and there's a flowing wheel grand that makes you glad to pay your taxes. So when you find the life is strangest, hop a bus or take a train, and soon you'll do the Texas polka. Come on and dance the Texas polka. I want to hear the fiddles play. The fiddles join the happy folks. It's time to work. Yeah, we're going to have to determine who leads. <laughs> I know. Because you were yeah, stepping you all over my well. feet on that. Okay, once more, I want to check off the list. Okay. Accordion, yodeling, Texas marimba, uh, trumpets, yeah. and uh, marching snare drums. Does your space- and a hot guitar player in the Does background. Does your spaceship ever actually land? Or- <laughs> <laughs> hey, I oh, think sorry. we need to take a break, man. I think we should. I'm all hot, sweaty from polka now. Yeah, let's come back and see if they've turned us off yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but don't go away because we are the Derriers from come to you from Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. Well, here we are backing We're, into the third set because that's what we do. We back. We up. back up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We've been having some fun today. Yes, we have. I think we got enough uh, duct tape on the windshield. We can still see out. Still see out. Yeah, that's an important part. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I think that'll be good. And we got the trash bundled up, taken to the curb, so yep. we're good. All right. All so right. we like to use this uh, segment to um, suggest that people go to our websites and all, uh, all check them out. All of them. All of them, yeah. Uh, of course, it's thederrieres.com. And we have another one for the band called threetrailswest.com with the number three. And, of course, we're on Facebook, all the Facebooks. All the Facebooks, yeah. Yeah, and uh, if you go to our website, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, Content. Content. There. That's been our favorite yeah. word lately. Yes, and, you, and we guarantee you'll be contented, contented with it. Contented. Yes, and there are also contact us uh, tabs. Aren't you tricky? Yeah, I yeah, see you, how I made that. You are. I, I see what you were doing yeah, there. I just yeah. kind of slid in. Hey, and so if you want to get, let us know about uh, any suggestions you have, we'd love to hear that. We've discovered a lot of cool stuff that way. And you can also order our CDs off of there we'll or that. even some bumper stickers we if you're so inclined. All that. Yes, we're merchandising fools. Oh, something like that. We're fools. We are fools. Larry's Marketing Service. That's right. So um, also on the website, uh, you can download any of our past episodes and listen to them at your leisure. As our good friend Mike Carr says, go Go nowhere without without the the derriers. We're going to feature Mike here one of these days. We'll have to do that. We have to get him on. So anyway, uh, Leo, I think we closed out the last set with me, so that means you're up. Well, this is kind of a, an anniversary week for some reason. There's all kinds of things that happened. But I'm going to... One of my favorite albums of all time came out 50 years ago. Wow. You know, which makes me about well, 52 or 53, I think. That's right. Last time I checked. Uh, Carol King, Tapestry. Oh, I had the the eight track. Oh, man. Yeah. And you know, there was so much good music coming out. I was just talking to you on the break. At the same time she was doing Tapestry, uh, James Taylor was doing his album, and Joni Mitchell was doing an album. Mm-hmm. And they used a lot of the same backup players. And in fact, uh, both Carol King and James Taylor re- used the same song that she wrote. 
Yeah, you've got a friend. On their albums that came out at the same time. Yeah. So there was a lot of that going on. Interesting era. But she was just an incredible... You go back with the history a little bit. Let's just talk about Carol King and her uh, first husband, Gary Goffin. They were machines. They just knocked out one hit. Now, listen to some of these titles. I'm just going to... There's pages of them. I'm just going to read a few. Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? Take Good Care of My Baby, which is covered by the Beatles and everybody else. Some kind of wonderful... I'd Never Find Another You, Chains, The Locomotion, Go Away Little Girl, uh, Point of No Return, Up on the Roof, Don't Say Nothing Bad About My Baby, One Fine Day, I'm Into Something Good, Just Once in My Life Hung on You. I mean, it goes on and that, on and isn't on. Isn't that amazing? It is. They, they were working out of a place, an establishment that everybody just called the Brill Building. And it was a place in New York, it was just a hot, it was like a, a, a hit machine factory, you know? You could, uh, by 1962, the Brill Building contained 165 music businesses. Wow. 165. A musician could find a publisher and printer, cut a demo, promote the record, and cut a deal with radio promoters without leaving the building. It was like a music mall. It was a music mall. Awesome. Now, this was both good and bad. I mean, a lot of good music came out of that time. But what happened was that that uh, formula also took a lot of control away from the actual writers and, and musicians because they were just they would take a song from this and just match up a singer with that and boom and and the record companies and the they all got control probably took a lot of liberties with it they did yeah they did but nevertheless nevertheless one of the greatest albums of all time and i was trying to pick one song off of this album to feature and unfortunately every song on this album tapestry was a hit for somebody mm-hmm. either carol herself or somebody else. Right. And uh, so I just kind of rolled it out there, and a good friend of mine, uh, Becky Welch, suggested, she said, no, there's no, there's no choice. You have to feature Smackwater Jack. Oh, that's a great one. And here we go. This comes from Carol King's tra- uh, Tapestry album from 50 years ago, Smackwater Jack. Okay, talk. 
Blackwater Jug, baby. That's great stuff. It is great stuff. Thanks, Leo. You're welcome. It's on to you now. On to another singer-songwriter, Cindy Walker. Oh, well, yeah. Man, uh, so, so good. So many tunes. Um, and she was a type of person, she would uh, tailor a song to a specific artist, okay? Okay. So at the age of 22, in 1940, she was driving down the sh- Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles with her parents, and they went by the Bing Crosby Enterprises building, and she told her dad to stop the car. And he goes, why? She said, I got a song to, for, for Bing Crosby. <laughs> so she runs. He goes, you're crazy. She runs inside. A few minutes later, she comes back, gets her mom to play piano. <laughs> and Bing was on set filming a movie, so she pitched it to Larry Crosby, his brother. The next day, she shows up on set with her guitar, plays it for Bing. He signs her to a contract, becomes a huge hit. God, Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. So uh, she did a lot of songs for uh, Bob Wills. Over 50 of her songs Bob Wills did. 50 songs. But this is a song This that we're going to feature is one Eddie Arnold came to her and he said, I've got this line, you don't know me. He says, it's got to have something. She struggled with it for a long time and finally it came to her and she wrote this song. Beautiful plaintive tune. And this is the song that the artist does in her own words. I like to go back and hear how they do it. Yeah. So this is Cindy Walker herself doing You Don't Know Me. You give your hand to me And then you say hello And I can hardly speak My heart is beating so And anyone could tell
Sweet. It is sweet. We have to yeah. look up and see who was playing there. The yeah, I tried that. to look while it was playing, but yeah, I didn't yeah. get to it. So. All right. Oh, Leo, what you got to take us out on? I've got a seminal album uh, that came out, at The Birds. Okay. Yeah. It's called Hickory Wind is, uh, is the name of the song. But this is a cut from an album called uh, Sweetheart of the Rodeo. Oh, yeah, sure. This was a, a real turning point uh, for The Birds. When they first moved away from uh, that jangly uh, 12-string Rickenbacker guitar that Roger McGuinn was playing all the time, right? Right. Uh, and it was intended to be kind of a more uh, inclusive album, uh, something about, oh, jazz and, you know, different blues and elements. But Graham Parsons came along and joined the band about that time. And I mean, the album turned into, into a totally country album. <laughs> And there was there was some conflict going on there between Roger McGuinn and Graham Parsons, which led to Graham Parsons leaving the band before the album even came out. Wow. And going on to an incredible career. Uh, anyway, there's enough said about this, but just a mention about the few of the uh, people that were playing on this song. Lloyd Green, John Hartford, J.D. Uh, Manis, Clarence White. Mm. I mean, you wow. know, what, what an all-star band. So I'm just going to say no more about it. This is The Birds, a great cut called Hickory Wind. In South Carolina There are many tall
Classic. Love yeah. the steel, man. Well, Leo, we're out of time. We most certainly mm. are. And you know what? I'll give up what? we got to figure out where we're going next week. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's time to, to, to throw the dart, we isn't got to throw the dart. Whose turn is it to throw the it's dart? It's my turn. Your turn? Yep. Well, hang on for a second. Okay. Let me get the map you out. You get the map out. And... Okay. Oh, um, there, oh, there got, it is. You got there it? Is. Got, I got okay. it. Okay. Uh, I, I, where's up. the dart? Oh, it's, it's here in the spoon drawer. It's in the spoon drawer, oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. I got it. You got it? Okay. Okay. i got to turn around three times. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. I get ready? to call it. Are you ready? Okay. One, two... Three. Throw the dart. Oh, oh boy, we went uh, we went east and a little south. We're in North Carolina, Melbane, North Carolina. Melbane, Melbane, the Shady Grove RV Park in Melbane, North Carolina. Well, that's going to be a new experience. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's good. At least know where we're going. Yep. Everybody's got some place to go. Get packed up and get out of here in the morning. So it's been a it's been a fun show. It has been a fun show. We've yeah. been all over the place on this one. Yeah. So everybody, go to our websites and uh, you can check the map, see our travels, and uh, uh, be sure and send out those suggestions because we are glad to hear from you. And we listen and we use those suggestions. That's Absolutely. right. So uh, this is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. And remember, look, look out behind, behind you. you. It's the Derriers. Derriers.